You're listening to Fallen Jackfruit with me, Josh Reed. A podcast series where I sit down and chat with the creative community here in Ho Chi Minh City. I'm joined this week by the multi-talented creative, Alex Flores. Alex is a photographer heavily involved in the music scene here in Saigon. He's also been involved with the creation of music videos for local acts, from conceptualizing ideas to shooting and editing. On top of this, he's an active musician himself as a drummer in an upcoming band project. And he's involved with teaching the youth of a local school the importance of music and some viable career paths in the music industry. We discuss all this and much more. So sit back and relax, get comfy and enjoy the episode. We literally met for like the first time last week. Mm-hmm. So happy friend anniversary! Got your got your ginger ale. Yeah. Yeah. Little... This man went yeah. out and found me a very very uh, rare commodity. <laughs> <laughs> Purely because I asked for it, I'm very thankful. I'll tell you what I had to do to uh, to to get it. You know, it was tough. No, it was fine. Um, but yeah, like we were ch- we were chatting last last week at a gig at Soma um, mm-hmm. for like I don't know, twenty minutes or something. And yeah, like I don't even know where to start with this podcast because you seem like you're just doing a lot of stuff around the the old Saigon music scene at yeah, the moment. Yeah, yeah, I've. Uh, um... Man, where do I start with this one? Yeah, so uh, I'll just say like when I came here, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Start at the beginning. Yeah, beginning. <laughs> All right, so a little bit of like pre, what's that shit called? The prologue. Okay, it's the prologue, mm. right? Um, actually, before I came to Saigon, I'd been working with many bands for a while, um, small bands, big bands, did a lot of touring for years, many jobs from roadie um, to the guitar tech, drum tech, bass tech, um, playing bass, playing the guitar. I was a, I drove a tour bus. I did all kinds of shit like that for years. And then also while I'm doing that, I'm shooting these bands as I'm traveling with them and other things like that. So all that led to when I come to Saigon, obviously within two months, I was itching so bad. I'm like, I got to find something like this, you know? Um, I'm originally from Tampa, Florida, which is like, well, to me, it's like the birthplace of death metal. Some people might argue that I tell them get lost. It's the don't, birthplace. Don't yeah. email in. Yeah. I've not even got enough listeners who email in, but yeah. Don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't even bother, guys. You know, you can talk all the shit in the comments if you want. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so I needed heavy music, and I just wanted to be a part of the scene so bad. Um, and like when I came here, I my sorry, so I came here with my girlfriend, and we thought we were just kind of like traveling about. You know, it's like the very typical story out here. People yeah. think they're traveling, and the next thing you know, they five years later, like, oh shit. What the fuck happened? Yeah, was I supposed to go home or something? <laughs> Mom's calling. Um, but yeah, so um, I met District 105. Um, I went to one of their shows and I just went. I just went to go watch. You know, I was dying to go to a show. Um, right before I came here, I was on tour with Suffocation, Black Dahlia Murder, Decrepit Birth, and all these other bands. And so, like, I was just, you know, in it like like a big high. And, uh, so I found District 105 um, via Unite Asia, which is like this press outlet for so, like for Southeast Asia, I guess, for hardcore and other kinds of alternative or metal or whatever kind of they music. They got like an online presence. Yeah, 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 very, very big. Like, I mean, honestly, big to small from Southeast Asia, they give them the proper amount of love. They're just oh, like, nice. hey, 
you know, here's some photos, here's video, here's the new music, here's an article. Like, you know, yes. they, they really do it well. So thanks to them, I found District 105. And I went to a show at the RFC, the Rock Fan Club. Hmm. And I just rocked out. I just had a blast. Um, and when District 105 played, you know, there was... <laughs> It's like fucking slam hardcore. So I'm losing my shit. I'm going absolutely crazy. <laughs> and this place is like, no moshing, no moshing. You know, oh. like they even bolted the cocktail tables to the floor kind of thing. So to me, I'm like, Man, you really don't want like, you know, the crowd to like be into this. I don't know. So, but I moshed anyway. Yeah. You know, the five feet of room I had. I'm moshing on crazy. And uh, so like we, you know, the vocalist from like District 105 was like, hey, man, thanks for rocking out. You know, you're cool. You know, like how <laughs> most people do. Um, and after that, I just like, hey, um, I think I hit him up on Facebook two days later. I was like, guys did a killer show. It was awesome. Um, I was the dude moshing. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was the dude moshing. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cool, man. Yeah, cool. And I was like, you know, um, I'm a photographer. I would absolutely love to, you know, work with you guys. Uh, let's do like a like a promo shoot or something real quick and a week later bam we did our first promo the guys were really happy i was really happy it was rad and ever since i mean i've just been working with them and through that i met you know seven uppercuts and knife sticking head and the flob and like now there's pick suppliers new in the scene and you know and what i loved about it is like how quickly that you know they just let me come in you know yeah i mean i don't know if it had anything to do with the fact that i could take a picture or not you know <laughs> so let's just say there there's there's like that too but they were very friendly yeah in the beginning you know which is kind of different from where i'm from it's usually like really off-putting stand, stand yeah, fish, yeah. yourself do, 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 yeah you know it's stupid <laughs> um so yeah so i was like i was just happy ever since then dude i've just been deep um aside from the heavy scene the other side, before I came out here, I was actually trying to like outreach to people on Facebook, um, trying to meet any musicians, sound engineers, anybody I could prior just to start doing some kind of networking. So when I came here, it just wasn't like plop, you know? Yeah. Um, and I met up online. I met this guy named Aaron James. I was actually is like one of my best friends out here. Absolutely has been an absolute godsend since I've, since I've even came here. Um, and he was like, we had a video chat, like within the first hour of me being like, hey, like what's going on out there in Saigon? You know, yeah. I would love to figure this shit out. And uh, and Aaron video calls me and he's like, hey, dude, and just like gives me, he's so nice. He was so nice. And he's just like in his room, his like little recording room with his guitar. And he's like, hey, what's up, dude? And he's just like talking to me and telling me all about the shit out here. So he eventually then led me to another guy named Benjamin James. Mm. Um, which is a fantastic, well, everything in like this case is a, and like so is Aaron, by the way. They're both fantastic musicians. Mm. Um, they both record music. Uh, ben does it to, like, it's his job. Aaron does a lot of his own self-production, which he's great at. They both sing like a motherfucker. They're so good, dude. And um, so that was like my entry. And actually came into like the jazz scene was like first week. Like I went to like an open jam for like jazz and blues and stuff. And I got to know many people in that, too. So, like, out here in the scene, through these two music scenes to start, it has literally spread to, like, almost any genre, subgenre. Like, I've shot big bands. I've shot rock bands. Like, you know, like, um, anywhere from bluesy folk stuff to, like, hard rock, southern blues to, like, indie pop, acid rock, everything. Yeah. And uh, rappers, dancers, 
you know, like it, it just snowballed. I just kept looking for whoever, whatever, because it's just my thing. Like, yeah. You know, I just love it. Like super passionate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You So like what you were saying last week, you kind of stumbled into like the photography kind of side of it then. Yeah. Yeah. So how this started. Okay. Going back again. Sorry. Prologue number two. <laughs> um, I, I was in a band. I had my own, my first band. So my own band, uh, we were called for those like us. We we're from Tampa, Florida. And I bought a camera to actually put in a guy, like just somebody else's hands. So we had a friend named Zach, Zach Weeks. And he was just like this cool guy. He was an aspiring tattoo artist, you know, skateboarder. We all skate and shit like mm -hmm. that. And he's like, and he just hung out with us all the time. So I went out and I bought a Canon T4i, like brand new with like all these extra little bits with it. And I put it in his hands and I was like, dude, just fucking film us. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know how to do this. I was like, there, there's an auto setting, like put it on auto. Okay. I just pointed at us like that. And he was like, okay. And like, that's how it started. And that was a 2013. Mm. And then uh, in 2014, I went on my first tour. So also uh, like another little backstory, I didn't start playing guitar till I was 20. I linked up with this band at 22. At 23, I have my first band. 24 is my first tour so it was like really fast for yeah. four years of only playing it's like yeah. already hitting the road and um so i went on my first tour and i took my camera with me just for shits and i started documenting the band i was with the band called the absence um i was a roadie it was my first tour you know just want to get on the road work and we did like a three-week northeast american run all the way up to oh, fuck where'd we go like upstate New York and back or something mm. like that. Um, and I just brought my camera. It's like, you know, whatever happens, happens. So I started documenting and I just, I mean, to be honest, from there, it was like, wow, this is sick. Like, this is a lot of fun. I really love this. I started shooting and doing video, like right then and there, but I wasn't making videos. And then I came home um, within that next year, hit a couple more tours. You know, I, I have so many friends back there in the scene, so I know all their bands. And so I start going to their shows and like shooting them live or, you know, trying to take some band photos for them, this and that. Uh, and then I, I got to a point where it was valued and like I could go on a tour and I could do film and like I was getting paid gigs by traveling with bands, doing things. And I was like, wow, you know, this is fucking sick. Like, you know, something I never in my life ever, never once ever thought for a second. I mean, I have photographers in my family. Um, mm. My dad's side of the family, they're all like Navy and they were like Naval photographers. Oh, right. And you know, and my uncle Kila has actually won some awards and my dad took this killer photo that I even think today is a fucking sick photo that hangs like in his old like captain's room or like whatever still. So I didn't even know that I really had it in the family. You know, it was yeah. like later after I'm shooting that they are starting to tell me this stuff, you know, and I'm like, oh, you never told me. My dad pulls out all like all of his old film cameras and shit from That's like the so 70s cool. and 80s. I'm like, damn. It's in <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so sick. And uh, and then yeah, so I just started shooting and like it just it just <laughs> went out of control, you know. Yeah. After a few years of touring and doing stuff <laughs> like that, uh, I was playing bass for a band on 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 like tour called Black Tide. Uh, they're like an old thrash metal kind of. I was just like. I wouldn't say it's like metalcore and like thrash metal mix, right? Yeah. Um, they had a really good run that, you know, they they got like pretty famous for a while. And so my drummer actually was signed to them 
was with their band and then asked me to come, you know, just fucking play like bass. And through that, the tour manager, the guy's name is Mariano, and he's a lead sound engineer at a place called Livehouse Studios down in Miami. And after that tour, my home life like really like was getting rough as fuck. And I, I felt like I wasn't going anywhere and I wasn't aspiring much. And I just went on that tour and I was kicking ass and I, and I like that whole world was open to me, you know, this whole other scene that I wasn't a part of. And I was like, yeah, so I, I, I talked to Mariano. I said, dude, I would love to like work in the studio with you or like do an apprenticeship, which I had already previously done one before. So I have some audio experience. And, um, and I was like, dude, I would love to. And he's like, yeah, man, just come on down. So I packed my shit in my car, like, and I moved down to Miami. Yeah. And I worked at the studio as an assistant sound engineer. Um, and I met a lot of fucking killer bands, insane musicians. I mean, we were flying people in from all over the world to do sessions. Like, there was this one woman's, uh, like, album, and her name is Albita. And she's, like, a salsa big band, nice. you know, like... A, older um she's a singer she's mm. wonderful really really sweet woman very unique very powerful voice and the music was great the engineer behind it that whole project was actually mariano's like mentor and the guy's name is paris cabeza um he owns inner cat music and a couple other things and he has done he's like pioneered most of the earliest dawes um he's worked with insanely huge artists like Emilio Esteban and Lil Wayne and like like a mix from the 80s till now and he has like the master reel sums of all these projects he's worked on from tape and then you know it's yeah. like it's just like how the fuck did I get here you know what I mean <laughs> like how the hell in that Paris saw that I could shoot photos yeah. right and my I'm in like my mind I was like I just want to do the audio like I'm like here to fully immerse myself into this audio mm. and Paris saw that I could take photos because I was just kind of like fucking around with this guy named Elijah and I took some photos and he was like, Oh, it's nice. So Paris sends me to assist like some top dog photographers down in like Miami, like on set with Rick Ross, on set with Albita, on set with like just just crazy shit and then mm. fashion and everything. And I was like, Whoa. And like that was the pivotal moment, which was so weird because it's like, well, I mean, I'm here in Miami, you know? And I came for the audio thing and like Essentially, I dropped out of college to do music. You know, mm. like I literally made up my mind a split second sitting in my psychology class <laughs> and was just like, nope, yeah, fuck this, <laughs> you know, and I'm gonna do music and never playing an instrument in my life. I'm like, I'm gonna go fucking do music. And yeah. that's how it started. And um, so just really deeply rooted in it. And then it comes to the point where it actually just led me to, to the real love that came, you know what I'm saying? Where yeah. in a world where, I felt really valued and I felt like it's accessible and it's doable um, and it, it, it makes me feel really good. And I guess for my personality type, I can do quick turnarounds with work. So it's like all of the engagements from the act of, which is like fast paced and fun, bam, getting the photos, getting the video done, then go home, working on editing it, obsessing over it, getting it done, bam, and then giving it to your client. Your client's blown away. Yeah. And it happens so quickly. So for my personality, it's like this feed of it's like- quick turnaround kind yeah, of thing, yeah. Yeah, it's, not, it's almost like instant gratification, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. not as instant as like video games or something, but you yeah. know what I mean? Like I think quick. like that, maybe that's the case for like a lot of sort of people in this kind of like field, like just, just surrounded in, in, in the music industry in general is like this uh i don't even know i don't think it's necessarily a desire to want to thrive in like these 
like crazy situations, but I feel like that's just the way like people seem to work best in it. It's like these high pressure, quick turnaround like yeah, situations, yeah, yeah. and it's like it's like freaking. You might like shut up, complain man. about yeah, yeah. yeah. You <laughs> might you might complain about it like at the time, but like yeah, in, in, in reality, yeah. like this is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. This is awesome. Um, sweet. So and then yeah, so you kind of cut your teeth on the audio side of things, mm-hmm. but then it led you even led more, me, even deeper even down the rabbit deeper. hole. Yeah, yeah, because like when I was able to do stuff, like it was just already at a much bigger scale than, you know, I mean, I did the whole local scene thing. I shot many people, you know, models, friends, family, babies, <laughs> m- musicians, you name it. Like, you know, yeah. like I definitely did the photography grind that was there for sure. Um, but there were some things along the way because of audio that put me into situations, you know, call it luck, really. You know, it was like, here's this opportunity. And I was like, yeah. You know, and I just went for it every time. Yeah. Every single time that it came up, I said, yeah. And I just did it. Even if I was, I mean, like, there was some times I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know, seriously, what the fuck? Like, I know people who have been shooting, you know, who are extremely talented, who, like, just don't even, the shit doesn't even blow their way, you mm-hmm. know? And, like... Here I am, and I was lucky enough to be in the situation, and I'm just like, just like you're saying, it's like, whoa, fuck. Like, it's really stressful, really crazy, but also really exciting and yeah. very you know, gratifying. Yeah. Satiating that realm. So, like, then fast fast forward um, mm-hmm. back to back to coming into Saigon, and, like, mm-hmm. what was kind of some of, like, your first sort of jobs on the scene? Did you say that you were involved with the So Far Sounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, actually, when I first came, first... I met with this guy named Croc. Uh, he's like a local musician, writes and also plays covers, does a lot of PR, lots of charity, lots of good stuff. He's a he's a really cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I linked up with him and I did a photo shot, uh, like a photo shoot with him. It was actually my first photo shoot here, my, my first paid photo shoot here, you know. Right. Um, and I was like, after, you know, after that, through that, I met a guy named Scott who then asked me to do the So Far shows, but he wanted video, obviously. Um, So I did the first So Far show. Only one artist chose the video option. The way that it goes is like, you know, you can can take whatever your share of the donations are, or you can forfeit that share and get this media in return. Um, And obviously that share goes to me or whoever is doing the the video. So I did one, only one artist chose to like do that. And then after that, I guess the community saw saw that. And I did three or four shows with Scott. And it was like almost everybody, like every single person yeah. chose the video option, which is also cool for me because I got paid more. But, yeah. like, you yeah, know, yeah. but the, like they all chose the video option. So next thing I know, every month now, I'm producing three videos at a time, four videos at a time from this live show. So here's live music, right, mm. which I absolutely love. And, and kind of something that I've been involved with the entire time from actually playing or working to doing the video. And so I, I have my, I like to think that I have my hands on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really know what, like, I want to see this person at, at like this point or, or when the music drops to this point or anything like that. And through that, it just kept going on and on. And then so this woman named Jo, uh, she saw some of my work. She asked me to come out and essentially do the same thing. So I went, she did, she hosted this huge private party and she wanted me to film five bands, five live performances to give them each a video. I also did all of the audio for it. Uh, There was a guy there that helped me because she rented the sound equipment. Um, 
So he came and like set up and was, you know, like a really nice hand, you know, to help like put some cables here or like set up a speaker there because we had to set up and tear down twice. Yeah. Um, so, but I did all of, all of the audio was like live properly recorded audio. And then I did all of, all of the video and it was five performance and three promotional. So eight videos came out of this. And it was like my first like majorly paid gig. Mm. Like it was a, like, it was a nice amount of money that I got paid to, to like do this work. And it took a lot of work. Yeah. Um, a shitload of work. Like that that day was 14 hours solid, nonstop. I'm doing audio and video, just railing through this work day, right? And then through that, once again, I mean, I'm at a party with five bands and like all the people that helped them. And now I'm networking with like even more. And I'm talking like, um, it's like Latin jazz, flamenco music, like African, like, like from deep in Africa, beautiful music that's like super percussion based yeah. and like gorgeous vocals. You're going to have to send me the link for that because that sounds yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> the dude, they're a local band. I think, I'm really sorry, guys, if I'm getting your name wrong. It's like Zilwa or Zilja or Zilwa. We'll, uh, we'll yeah. link it in the description yeah. later. Yeah, awesome, sure. man. Great people. They're so nice. They're so friendly. The woman's voice is beautiful and they have this real vibe. It's just so cool. So, you know, I just met with all these people there and I was doing all this work and it just kept networking and networking. And then my my friends, so... I've done a shitload of photo shoots for all of my friends, anybody. And and I'm a portrait f- photographer primarily. That's that's my passion. Um, actually, when it comes to photography, I love shooting portraits more than anything. So, because I'm I'm a bit of a photography noob, and I'm sure maybe some of the listeners are as well. Mm-hmm. So, what's what's portrait? Okay, what so is portraits. I'm just essentially shooting humans. Yeah, um, humans and trying to convey them in the, the way that I shoot, I'm trying to convey them in their most like pure form, like yeah. their most stripped down form. And a lot of that comes with building relationships, you know, and getting to know and like being vulnerable yourself as well. I mean, it's not always, but I mean, some people, sometimes people just want to laugh and have fun and that's perfect. Yeah. You know, some people take their work very seriously and they want to be per- per- portrayed that way. Some people are not feeling that good that day and they're okay to let that show, you know, and like so leveling with them i don't want to call them clients because they're all friends and shit like mm. that you know what i'm saying but leveling with your peers and like getting on the same frequency and allowing them to open up in a way where they're gonna let you take a picture of them yeah you know what i mean and so like portraits like the subject is the the point mm. like you know if i took a portrait of you the way i see it is just you like mm. i don't give two shits about anything about around stuff, you yeah. unless it means something to you right right you know? like yeah cool yeah, so you so you've been um, working with like a lot of bands doing portrait stuff. Yeah, and then am I right in thinking you've? I mean, obviously you said you've done some video, but you you were talking to the band Seven Uppercuts, mm-hmm. like producing or, or helping with their music video. Okay, so um, so how this is, they're all just like friends of mine. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, we really hit it off because we went to Thailand together, and I like documented you know, that, that whole festival mm. it was district one of five and like, and like seven uppercuts. I took pictures of seven up prior at like one show and I thought they were awesome. And then when I had the opportunity to go on, we'll just call it like a small mini tour, I guess. When, when we did that, I really got to know the guys. Um, I actually spent most of my time hanging out with them when I went cause district one of five was like very busy with all the networking and stuff. And like seven up was like, chilling homies chilling, as yeah, the yeah. band the like, holidays, i mean so. they 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 definitely did their part you know mm-hmm. what i mean absolutely both bands handled themselves very well which is more than i can say for a lot of other bands that i've met before they really really know how to handle themselves and that's why that they're gaining all of this extra uh 
momentum. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're really good at their shit. Yeah. Um, but they still have these two different vibes. So like District 105 is super professional, straight to the cut, got to get it done. And 7-Up is like super personable, easy to talk to and inviting. Both lead to the same place. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just like a different path to the same place, which yeah. I think is cool. And um, so anyway, so through that, more pictures, more pictures, yada, yada. We're hanging out one night and Toe, you know, the guitar player mm -hmm. um, and like one of the vocalists is like, yeah, man, I'm just going to like shoot this music video tomorrow for our new song. And I'm just going to use my iPhone. I'm just going to take some funny clips and just put it together. You know, it's a short song. It's called Don't Lag, you know, like whatever. And I was just like, tomorrow's a holiday. I don't have to work, you know? And I'm like, well, um, I don't have to do anything tomorrow. Like, you mind if I come hang out? And he was like, yeah, man, you want to come? I was like, yeah, can I film it? <laughs> like, I just shot to the, I just jumped to it. And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. So it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and we're sitting at, like, you know, some roadside, like, coffee place. You know, some lady selling coffee out of, like, a cooler. And we're just talking shit. And we hit up everybody that, like, at 2 o'clock in the morning. Hey, tomorrow, meet us at this place. Because we already asked that guy. And he said, it's okay. So meet us at this place. We're going to shoot a music video. And we, like, storyboarded that night really quick. And, you know, we were like, how can we be as effective, like, as we can in one minute? How can we tell a story in one minute solid with this song? And, and then, yeah, and then that music video was birthed. Yeah. And then uh, for that song, um, I have some audio equipment, you know what I'm saying, at home. And they wanted to do some guitar reamping. So the guitar and the bass. So the week prior, I said, oh, yeah, man, just like, you know, freaking come on over. And we reamped the whole track really, you know, just like really quick. We got some killer tones and then they freaking sent it out. And then that's what led to the music video eventually. Nice. And then uh, so now we're talking about another music video like uh proper with you know not last minute thrown together even though you know we had fun and we really enjoyed what came out of that um we're putting our minds to this one a bit more mm. proper screenwriting looking for budget you know, sponsors stuff like that uh want to make this one just the the very next step like let's go up again you know yeah. so that's what we're doing now i mean anyone who's not listened to seven of cuts or rather anyone who's not <clears throat> been to one of the shows should definitely go down because yes, i saw them i've seen them a, i think two or three times now and like yeah they put on like such a killer show they're like would you describe them as like pop punk oh yeah absolutely yeah, pop punk yeah. for sure. i mean they would say that like if you yeah. ask them like hey guys what are you and they're like pop punk yeah like, and you're like all right man. they're just like <laughs> super energetic like just a good time like everyone's smiling and moshing yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it's cool mm -hmm. and, and then as doing like that music for initial music video have you done any other music videos yeah so i did what was it the red death for district 105 that was actually the first music video that i had done here yeah yeah had you done you'd done some prior in in um, florida when or, i was in or, florida or in actually no i never shot and like directed or was dp or art director or anything i didn't even know what the hell that was back then to be honest mm. i assisted on shoots i was second camera or we would call it second camera operator mm. or you know other stuff b-roll behind the scenes or like a like a freaking lighting grip you know just point lights here or whole you know like like a boom grip for audio yeah. you know shit like that um i'd never done my own like just me i what i had done was lots of tour documentaries right i had done lots of raw footage like hand cam gorilla style in the venues on tour with bands and those are fun you know i'd never thrown a whole production like that myself and so when District 105 was like, yeah, like, 
let's do an MV. I was ecstatic because like I had no resume to prove I could do that for them. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I know I can do it. You know, I know I can do this. I want to do this. I've been wanting to do this. And I have helped on many things of this nature and done things kind of similar. But I want to do this now myself for real. And so we got together. We did all that in one day. We shot the whole thing in one day. Mm -hmm. We rented out a studio. I rented a shitload of lights and all kinds of like equipment. We did a casting call, like 35 people showed up and we just went to town and shot this music video. Yes. It was fucking sick. So like you, um, that was kind of like your first experience where it's like sort of your, your, your like charge. Skeleton and, crew, yeah. just me. I had my friend, uh, so I call him Jai and uh, whether he likes that or not, I don't know. But I call him Jai, his name is Yeah or Za, depending on where you're from in you know, Vietnam. Um, and he was there for the first half of the day to help me with lights, like light rigging. Like, so we were there, you know, giant stands, huge Kino lights, huge 1000 spotlights, trying to rig them up from the ceiling and stuff and trying to get them pointed on stands and the ceiling and everything. And like, he was there for a bit, but he had to leave and was like, see you, man. You know, and he probably left around like two o'clock or something. And we filmed until like 1030 at night or something. So from there on, it was just me. And we did probably three different scenes. You know, um, there was five, five versions of each scene because there's five band members. So, um, so there's three different, there's like solo shots from five different angles, the band shot, five different angles. And then like the, uh, what's it called? Um, the performance, like the freaking dancers. Mm -hmm. I had multiple dancers, so we shot that. So doing it, you know, the band guys like five times, bam, 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 bam. And not every take was perfect. So we did it more than that. And it was just a lot. It was a lot of tear this down, set that up, move this, get that. And it's just me by myself. Kind of like, uh, did you find like you were learning on the job? For oh, you, fuck yeah, like, dude. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. fake until you make a yeah, business. Yeah, this yeah. is yeah. like, well, that's, I mean, oh, no, man. no one really knows what they're fucking doing. I anyway. have YouTube up if I could. <laughs> like, like, fuck, what do I do? <laughs> so, yeah, how do I set up this? Let's pretty, pretty much how I live my life, really. Just, yeah, uh, let me just Google it a minute. Um, mm -hmm. No, that's good though. Like, uh, I mean, that's got to be the best way to learn, surely. You yeah. know, just baptism by fire. I think you got to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. jump in. Jump in the fire. You've got another Seven Uppercuts video coming up yep. fairly soon then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we were trying to rush it, kind of, mm. in my personal opinion, because we have some friends and they're leaving, uh, I think, what, tomorrow? Mm. You know, uh, they've been out here for three years. They're super deep in the scene. Um, you know, Brett yes. and like Becca. And um, so Brett does film and like Becca does many like managerial things for like Soma and like other things, I'm sure, like uh, Saigon Outcast, I think, and and other stuff like that. So, mm. and they love Seven Uppercuts. So they were like, you know, we'd love to collaborate on something. So we tried to like rush together real quick and just the, the, it just wasn't linking up yeah. soon enough, you know, like we're, we're talking one and a half weeks, like we couldn't. Especially, especially if you're looking for like budget and That's things like that. That's the prime thing, yeah. you know, we're yeah. like asking people that, that they've worked with for sponsorship and stuff like this to, to help out because we're really trying to raise the bar with this one. Mm. And um, they just didn't get back in time and it just is what it is, yeah. you know. So unfortunately, they're, they're like leaving. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I really wanted to. That would have been so much fun. And uh, it just, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's a shame, but uh, yeah, like you say, I think... Like you, you're taking a different approach with this one, where you're kind of putting more thought, yeah, I guess, yeah, into yeah, it. Right. Which, well, there's a lot of thought in the first one, yeah. but a very small window of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like the music video, a very small window. 
So um, is it, have you got like a time frame now for when you're going to do that? To be honest, I can't really say. I don't know. Yeah. I would like to think. I'm really busy in mm. this month. So I was hoping to do it this month. Um, I'm slammed. Yeah. I have. Slammed is good. Slammed it's is better, good. Yeah. better yeah. than having nothing yeah, on absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so right now, the my actual job, my like day job where I work, we're hosting this like Phobosia, uh music conference. Mm. And my direct boss is the host and I've been helping him with everything and it dips into the weekend. So this weekend is like still working that all day Saturday and then Sunday I have my tattoo appointment for my leg, which yep. I'm super stoked about. And then the following week I'm going to Singapore with District 105. They're playing a big show out there and I'm going to document the whole thing. And then the following weekend after that, I'm going to Da Nang to shoot a music video for another local band out here called About Tomorrow, which is like... This, uh, they're a duo, they're a guy and a girl. It's Lauren and Indy, and Indy plays guitar, Lauren sings, and my first impression of them when I met them was like, it's like gypsy jazz and swing jazz, but also like just kind of poppy, like modern pop in it. Yeah. But like, in a, not pop like, you know, like it's more like a, I don't know, just like, a little darker, so like, they, like, like, did, like a little deeper uh, and darker. Did they play so far sounds? Yes, they did. I think maybe I went <clears> to that one actually. Oh, I see. you know I, what? I was there. I, they, filmed, I yeah. played that. I played that night. <laughs> you played? I played with them. If it was the same show, is it? We was at it a house, at a, a house in Dali, sort of like that way? Amphu sort of way? Yeah. I opened I that show. There. So you played with who I played that by night? Myself. I. Hmm. So when I first came to Saigon, uh, not really ashamed to say this because we're artists and we grow in many ways but yeah i like kind of wasn't doing the metal thing and i started doing blues yeah because i'm like how do i do this by myself yeah that's how i felt so i made a bunch of backing tracks um and wrote a few songs and i played my first like solo show like i was playing guitar and like singing to bass and drum backing tracks as well and it was a lot of fun it was my first show god damn was I fucking nervous? I was <laughs> sweating bullets, like yeah. seriously. I mean, I've been on stage a million times prior to that. I've never been nervous at a show, to be honest. Like, I was always the type that got really excited. Yeah. Like, you know, like I couldn't wait for show time. And even on stage, I'm excited. This time, there's something about being by yourself. Just you. Oh, acoustic. man, yeah. that is very, that was just very different. So, hats off to everybody that does that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is uh, scary. I think. I've done it very few times, and I think I played my uh, my girlfriend's br uh, brother's wedding a couple of years ago, and I did um, I did one song, and I yeah I've never bricked myself like so much before just for just for one song. Like played a, a load of gigs before where I've been singing and playing guitar, mm -hmm. but nah, it's different when it's, it's like, just yeah, you. Yeah, 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 right. It's totally fucking <laughs> every different. little every little note gets picked up. Yeah. And I used to think that playing solos was stressful, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, that would be the only part of the show that I'd kind of be like, all right, don't fuck up, don't yeah, fuck up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Here's the solo part, you know, and, and like, go for it. And I thought that, and I was like, no, try being the only person in the room yeah. that everybody's looking at and waiting for and expecting. Stressful, and you're just kind of like, okay, how do I handle this? <laughs> so are you are you not um, doing that anymore? No, no um, I was... Kind of away. Mm -hmm. To be honest, the way that I'm rolling... I, I have a band now. Yeah. Um, I actually switched to drums full time. Oh, nice! About a year ago, 
Um, so, so you, so let, let me get it right then. So you done guitar, you only picked up when you were like 20, 20 right? 20. And then bass, you started yep. picking up. Yep. I mean, did you just transfer pretty quick just from guitar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Here's 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 how I put it now. I think I I express myself rhythmically more than right right melodically. Yeah, you know what I mean, um, so I thought I think bass came quick and easy. Mm. I mean, also playing like atonal metal music, it was like <laughs> root note with licks. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of like it was so it was easy to start. It definitely turned into more than that, but mm. it was easy to, to start right and. And the bass, it was just like, for me, it was like, whoa, this is like so like laid back yeah. and I'm not as busy and the strings are bigger. And I'll never forget the first time I ever played bass on a show when I was sound checking and I'm like, you know, and it was like this really big venue back home called the Orpheum where it's like, you know, touring bands come through. It's a, it's a five foot tall stage, fits like 600 people, giant, you know, nice venue. And, and I sound checked and it was like... Boom. <laughs> and I was like, that's fucking that's a good me. Feeling, yeah. Oh, I got so much power. Like that's how I felt. It was fucking sick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. And now, then and then drums, when did you pick them up? Uh well, so my my drummer for my first band probably hates me just because like I was totally that guy where like, you know, okay, we, so we we've, we've been jamming for two hours, everybody takes a break, goes, you know, chills out, talks shit, smokes mm -hmm. cigars, whatever. And I wouldn't leave. I just stay in and like, oh, the drum kit is open. Yeah. And I'm that guy, you it's know, go to playing the yeah. fucking drums. Yeah. <laughs> like, and everybody's like, dude, shut up. You know, I'm just like, fuck you. Uh, and um, yeah, so it all started there. But like my whole life growing up, and something else I didn't realize, like my first love is like, you know, hip hop. Mm. Um, and also teetering on Michael Jackson was my favorite um, like artist of all time for a long time. And um, I danced my whole life. I'm Hispanic, so like dancing was a huge part of just yeah. my family, even, you know what I mean? Dancing, like crazy parties. I used to go to clubs all the time when I was younger. Um, and when I was learning to play guitar at 20, I was actually a rapper in a dubstep project um, called New Millennium Disco. And point being is just like rhythm rhythm yeah. was always yeah. the case rhythm was the case and i used to like hand drum constantly and you know or air drum and hand drum on like chairs or fucking chopsticks at like a table you know and like yeah. hitting everything and people you know don't like it or whatever you know always actually that's what led me to dropping out of college was i was air drumming in class and my fucking teacher just had enough of it one day and she's like she just stops in the middle of class she's like you know what maybe you shouldn't be here that's what she did. She like lost her shit and she yelled at me. I looked at her and it was like epiphany moment. You're like, you're right. Like, exactly. I was like, you're right. That's exactly what I said. I shut my shit. I do. I walked straight down the office. I dropped out of college. I didn't tell my parents or anything like that. I went straight to a Sam Mash, which is like a, uh, like a huge music distributor in America. And I went straight to the drum section mm. and I played this like brand new Roland E kit. It was like <laughs> the only thing set up. And I was like, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> so I played it for like two hours and the guy's like, you gonna buy it? dude, it's only 15 <laughs> minutes at a time. You know, so I get up, go play guitar, come back. <laughs> you know, I want to be a death metal drummer. That was cool. Um, but I eventually picked up the guitar because, you know, Pops was like, can't have a drum set in this house. Yeah. Like, you can't be making that much noise. So the guitar is like, well, I can play the guitar in my room with small amp and mm -hmm. it's quiet and I can practice like that. So yeah, I th I would have started with drums had I had that. Mm, I, yeah, I think I was, I'm the same way. I think I, I always would have, um, you know, started 
with guitar, just because my dad was a guitarist as well. But yeah, I think there was one point in time where I think someone just said to me, oh, you look like you could play drums. And I was like, oh, fuck, no, I really want to play drums. Yeah, I never, yeah, it's just that thing where it's just they're so loud, unless you get, you know, the electronic yeah, kit. Electric it, but now. yeah, one day, one day. What's your bank on now? The one that you're drumming for? So we haven't played any shows. We've just been writing music. Mm. It's been almost a year now. Mm. Um, only because it's been like no bassist has ever really stuck around. They come and they jam for a little bit. It's really difficult to find. Well, this band's like a prog metal band, like, but not fully prog. It has like some tool or like a perfect circle elements. If I had to describe it, it'd be like a perfect circle, Mastodon and like Deftones and like they all had a baby kind yeah. of thing together in a weird <laughs> menagerie of who's Jesus this anyway. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, so I threw out some band name ideas and the one that's sticking right now is Eastwood, which is like, I always thought it'd be like a hardcore band name because it sounds like a hardcore band name to me, like mm. Eastwood, streets, <laughs> which is actually just an old street from where I'm from. Um, it's a pretty cool street. Yeah. And, uh, and so... I think that's the band name because mm. it's well, what's t- sticking. Still, t- still TBC. Yeah, at the but moment, everybody's making yeah. jokes about it, like oh yeah. Eastwood, this and that. So and like it's sticking, and nobody sticking, realizes. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So yeah, if that happens, um, right. so just just songwriting at the moment. Yeah, I mean, the stuff to come later, you know. Well, to be honest, too, is like my guitar player Rich. Uh, he's. I'm just happy he was like that patient. Like, mm. I'm drummer. I can play drums i can play many genres of drums um prog you know odd meters and weird timing and 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 just the way that tension builds in a song is just different and even though i've been listening to that music for quite some time it was hard to transpose to the drum set Mm. so and he started taking like more guitar lessons and like really improved his playing and like I mean he was good but he went to a whole nother level in just the time I've known him and it's really awesome to be able to see that yeah and so it just demands more from me as well though you know and so taking out drums full time whereas the point where like now I'm hitting practice pads every day and I'm playing drums three four times a week and like I hardly touch my guitar which is kind of sad but it's true um you know it's just been songwriting 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 how can we you know like i I probably went at this part and then like two months later it was like well we haven't released it yet and i'm already two months of a better drummer and like i have different fills and different chops and different stuff now so let's reinvent this and and we spent a lot of that and but it's cool because we're taking the time to like hammer out music that we're that we're happy with yeah you know we're not like i but i also love my first band was pure jam it was Mm. just Here's a riff, jam it, and that day a song was done. And that's also a fantastic feeling. I think this is just cool to exercise the other, the more disciplined yeah. route and like the more thought provoking route, you know? It's definitely uh, tool inspired then. <laughs> Super tool inspired, dude. Yeah, I, I, Taking I, your time, yeah, get it right. Yeah. And then yeah, it paid off. New yeah. album's good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. before I took you off on a tangent about drums and, and your band, mm-hmm. you said you're heading to Da Nang to do a new da Nang, music yeah. video. Yeah. 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 So I'm really uh, yeah. really really stoked for this one. Why why Denang then? If they're based in Ho Chi Minh, what's the what was the allure? Of the aesthetic, Denang? yeah. Um, based off of the song, and I don't want to divulge too much because yeah. I don't know how much they're keeping it under yeah. wraps. But yeah. based on the song, I felt that the aesthetic of the French Quarter mm. in Denang, and I don't know if you've ever seen that. I've not been to Denang yet. It's definitely on my oh, list. But well, yeah. this looks like 
1600s Europe. Yeah. Like you're talking stonework like buildings, castles. French colonial type stuff. Yeah, yeah. like fucking old. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. really old, like cottage style yes. shit. So like Hoi An doesn't have anything on this place in the mm. way that it looks, you know, cobblestone streets and like rock built structures with wood, you know, like for framing. It's just like really, nice. really different looking. So cool. for the for the concept of the song, I felt that that aesthetic worked the best. Mm. So at first, you know, we were talking about staying here in La Ho Chi Minh and just utilizing some of the things this and that. And I was like, I just don't think we're going to really capture the vibe with like a come to a sign in the background or like somebody on a motorbike rolling through. It's just yeah. not like we should shoot twilight hours or like late at night in this insane looking old European cottage town like that. that That's the vibe. Gonna, yeah. That's going to look cool. So you and, and have you kind of <clears throat> taken the lead on all this one as well? Yeah. Well, are you working? So quite like Lauren with came with me. Uh, she, she came to me. She mood boarded and like <clears throat> sub story boarded some quick, you know, stuff and some shot water stuff. And here's some some looks that I like. And I like she really from all the artists I've worked with, she's the first person to come to me with like a whole mock up of, you know, and she was like, this is just what I did real quick. Open to your interpretation, yeah. whatever you're like thinking. And and so from there, we've had a lot of discussion and it has blossomed into something else, which is a nice blend of both of yeah, our collaboration. Yeah, absolutely. It's a real, real collaboration. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, so I was like, Denang, if we can make that. I'm like, the Airbnbs, it's, just, it's like just as cheap, yeah. you know, to stay there or anything like a bus ticket or train or flight, whatever we take is dumb cheap. Like it's not going to cost much extra. It'll be a little bit more difficult to source rental equipment because I'm used to all my contacts here. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's impossible. So I've been actively looking and trying to get something booked out for those days. Hmm. Um, but that's the 19th and the 20th of October. Okay. So it's pretty much full schedule for you this next month. Oh, this then, whole yeah. month is slammed. I've had, yeah. you know, from that seven uppercuts, like music video, um, I was invited to a film screening because of that video which i'm really thankful for and it was from brett and like becca they put me in like a local shorts film and they just kind of like threw me in there and the reaction was great from mm. the crowd the crowd like literally loved it from just awesome. the, the roaring and the clapping and stuff and i was like wow <laughs> this is people like yeah yeah second second music video nice <laughs> i was kind of blown away and like taken back but since then i've had like eight different inquiries with legitimate people with budgets coming to me. And so I'm looking, I'm projecting at about four music videos, which is a shitload of work in by the mm. end of this year, and then three more at the beginning of next year. Yeah. So right now I have a friend of mine. We're starting a studio together and we're making a production house. And hey everybody, I'm I'm looking for teammates. Like <laughs> I need to put a team together if you like a video or audio or you do anything, uh, get at me, Alexander Ray. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. This is this is podcast is for plugging, man. <laughs> so uh so yeah, we're we are busy right now putting a team together because I also want to bring the the production up. Yeah. And I've been doing this run and gun style by myself and literally days just kick your ass mm. and i know it's like there's so many things that could have been accomplished more so but i'm just the only person right yeah so i got my friend coming in uh he's a badass photojournalist so um in his respect it's like storytelling and like uh he helps conceptualize i'm more of like a cinematographer really yeah when it, when it comes to like i always see how the camera moves and the angles and the lighting and and the action and the play whereas like the conceptualizing stories is something new to me and it's something that I'm working on, mm. you know, more so. 
Um, so I have that and I just need like light grips and audio grips and it's all paid by the way. Everything's paid guys. This <laughs> is not like a work for love. Like I will pay you. So yeah. <laughs> go on out. Sure. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in a band or uh, what other instruments do you play besides guitar? Um, I diddle around on the keyboard. I cannot play. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, I, I play guitar oh, since I was like 14 maybe. Um, I'm still not that good. I'm okay. Um, and then I did a, I've done a bit of singing. I've been in a couple of bands. Um, kind of cut my teeth doing like grunge, alt rock sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, 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 the typical thing. And then, um, <laughs> and then uh, be, just before I came out here, I was in a band with with my friend um, who I was in a, a previous band with, um, and. I did, I was singing for the first time, just singing, no guitar to die behind. And that was fun, like really fun. It was kind of like a psychedelic garage rock thing. Oh yeah. That was so, it was really, and I was surprised how much I really enjoyed just being on the mic. Mm -hmm. um, not a great singer or anything, but you know, just yeah, channel the, 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 uh, yeah, the Iggy Pop kind of vibe. Yeah. I was yeah, gonna ask, was, are you like a deadhead? Cause you said like, Psychedelic, um, jam bandy. No, I mean, what do you mean by deadhead? So like, uh, what's called? Um, wow, here I go drawing blanks on my own thing. Uh, the Grateful Dead, you like the band? Group? Oh, so we call them deadheads Dead, in America. Right. People who like, you love, know, or like fish or something like that. You know, like I the do, jam band culture. I do want to delve deeper in to that. Um, and I, it started. I did a, I did a placement for for Warner Music in in London, and that. Like we, like they owned, I say we, I didn't own shit. Uh, they <laughs> they owned uh, the, a lot of, if not all of the, the Grateful Dead's catalog. Oh, fuck. But, so that kind of like introduced me to it more, but Jesus Christ, it's a it's big. deep catalog. <laughs> yeah. It's maybe the deepest catalog I've yeah. ever seen. There's like, a cult following for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, I mean, you can listen to like any kind of live show from them. And like you're probably gonna get like something different every time. So I do, I do like that, and I do like the fact that I can just stick on an album, mm -hmm. and there you go, you got an hour, you've got an hour sorted for your next listening. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I've yet to start anything out here. Always open to. Yeah. Ideas. What would you do if you could do anything out here? Like, what what position, if it just be for fun or love or whatever the case, or a creative outlet, would you do? Uh, um. I'm actually trying to get more into uh, sound for film. Um, oh. So I'm trying to do more, I'm trying to get more into composition for mm. film, but also like sound design. I've done a-, mm. a Foley work, huh? Yeah, a little bit of Foley work. Yeah, yeah. And just- I'm hiring a team. I need people. I, I, I need go. people to work. I'm, I'm Mr. Joshua it, Reed, sure. come with me. I'm, I'm open to it. Yeah. No, I'm always open to, <laughs> to, to music stuff, man. Um, all sound stuff. Um, but yeah, like that's, I mean, I did a little bit of that at uni. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I, I really enjoyed it. Did, I did get a decent result as well from this project that I had. And I was like, I wasn't expecting that. Looking back on it now, I'm like, this is shit. But oh, like you were supposed knowing to that, that right? I've improved on that since then is, mm -hmm. is good. And, um, yeah, I've got a couple of people who I'm talking to about doing some, you know, just really basic, like back in background music type thing so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty exciting yeah. do you produce music as well a little bit yeah um what have i been doing lately lo-fi hip-hop oh me too dude, so, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's it. send me send me some beats i'll send you some of mine okay, as well okay. 
yeah, just like instrumental hip hop beats. I'll tell you what I'm working on at the moment. I don't know how long this is going to take because I've not done this before, mm -hmm. but I'm doing a, do you know Peter Gabriel, In Your Eyes, the song? Yes. I'm doing a, a like a kind of chill tempo house remix oh, of that. Oh, a yeah. remix. Okay. Yeah. I've never done a remix. This, that's never. the thing. Yeah. I've not like, I've not, I've not got much experience in it, mm -hmm. but um, yeah. Actually, do you know, so I've never done a remix, but something similar. Do you know Tracy Chapman? Yes. The blues, right? You know, um, give me one reason. Mm -hmm. All right. So I had this weird thing growing up and I'm totally not this way anymore, but for a long time I refused to play covers. Right. Um, but I know people, when you're playing live, especially through doing the solo mix, I did a couple solo shows, um, people like covers. So I'm like, how can I do a cover my way? You know what I mean? Um, so I took Tracy Chapman's Give Me One Reason, and I wrote it from the other person's perspective. And I kept the same key. It's the same key. I changed the progression to a more hip-hop pro progression while, while still rocking the 145 and um, put a really fat bass line in it. And I said, like, the song is called Baby Doesn't Think I'm Trouble. And, um, and I just wrote it from the other person's perspective of all nice. the things that may have, because, you know, as, as bad as she feels or whatever happened and stuff, it's like there's always two, two sides. sides. Yeah. two sides to the story. So do I know that side? No, I don't. But I felt daring enough to, to try and make my own side of the story, I guess, through some of my own experiences. Mm. I'd love to listen to it. <clears throat> Send yeah. it over. I just heard a Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> da -da 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted to touch on quickly mm -hmm. as well. You, um, as well as doing sound, mm -hmm. uh, your own band, photography, mm -hmm. uh, music videos, mm -hmm. <laughs> the list goes on. You also have a, I'm doing air quotes now, a day job. Or, yes, um, I do. You're, I have a you're, you're working for one of the schools, right? Yes. And... What's, what's your position there again? Okay, well, I... Because this is related, by right, the way. Right, right. So. This is totally related, guys. Um, I can't divulge the name of the school just for privacy's sake. Mm -hmm. um, not like it's that big of a secret, but I just won't be the person to say anything. Um, but I'm an AV technician. I was hired as an AV technician. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that means audiovisual. Um, essentially, when I was brought in, I was kind of like head of music's TA, in which case we built a brand new campus. Once again, we, as if like I own anything. Yeah. The company I work for built this brand new campus and uh, they built a full, a fully functional five live room recording studio with a control room and they bought all the proper stuff to go with it. So they were looking for someone to help them take the music department to a whole new level, to kind of level out with new tech, um, more practical jobs for young musicians who are striving to be musicians and other things like that. Mm. And so that's what I was originally intended to do. And I still do those. So I do front of house for any event that happens. I have the massive theater with like a Midas M32 board that I run um, 32, you know, channels mm -hmm. running on, the, on, on like that right now currently uh, with a DMX 512, like, you know, basic light board, just full RGB spectrum can lights with they have strobe setting and like chase threading, you know, whatever it fades. Um, and have a, it's like a, what is it, a fucking 30 by 30 foot jumbotron, like something you'd see like, in a, like in a football stadium, <laughs> like incredible. not a projector. No, no. We got this massive led panel. That's probably two and a half story, three stories tall. Holy 
And so I learned how to use that too. Like, by the way, people were like, mm. oh, yeah, you can do this, right? I'm like, sure, no I'll figure problem. It out. I'll figure it out. Yeah, YouTube. <laughs> yeah. You can't really YouTube a Jumbotron, by the way, guys. I tried. <laughs> and this one was all in Vietnamese, so that was very difficult. <laughs> But I figured it out. Nice, <laughs> nice. So I do all that lights, sound, and then uh, I just took some random pictures one day, and they were like, "Oh, you do photography, right?" Yeah, I dabble, and then they tricked me into being like, "Oh, you know, you think you could like design this picture somehow for like this poster or something first? And I said, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Needless to say, now I'm a their full-time marketing designer. I do I advertise through three three different magazines every every month, um, as well as I do the video advertisements. We have them playing in the international airport, the domestic airport, the Batexco Tower, and any any elevator you see in Fumihung that has a screen in it. You see my company's advertisement. I made that. I do all of their design and work. I do all the posters for all the events, and there are many events. Mm. And I do all the pamphlets of information for events. I do all the staff photos. I take photography of every single event that happens there, as well as you know all the audio, you know, visual stuff. So like my job has flourished into now being this like multidisciplined media guy, and even though it is for for a company and it's not exactly in the light that I would choose, I have learned so much. Yeah. And I also have two, well, it's a school. So I have two after school programs um, where I teach kids how to record music. And this year I'm really excited because one of them, I kept one from last year, which is, you know, intro to free music tech. Um, you know, so for kids who have no experience, it's a very practical, hands-on, don't bog them down with scientific stuff. I just give them a very practical approach to how to utilize audio equipment, teaching them about signal paths and basic EQ and gating and, you know, limiters and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and they, the first half of the year, they get to work on all live stuff. It's, it's all like live setting because I want them to learn the basics first. So like the different kinds of amps and speakers and like cables and running a proper live mix and like how to set up the stage and do all that stuff. And they even help me sometimes, you know, they'll be like <laughs> the side stage help running mics and cables and stuff for me. And then the other one, so I have that. And then this year is all the kids who did that last year, the ones that like stuck around. Now it's intermediate audio sciences. Now with that last year, I had this other ECA called build a band where these kids, you know, they were a band, they were like a band and they would play the school, you know, concerts. And instead of doing that, which is fun and everything, because of their curriculum, I took it into a session musician vibe instead. Because these kids, you know, they're all classically trained. They read sheet music. They play in orchestras. They do stuff like that. But a lot of these kids on the side also play, you know, many jazz fusion, blues, ballad stuff, you name it. Everything. Country, like, you know, folk, like, they play everything. So I took some of those kids who, like, really have a passion for playing music, like being a performer. I'm like, look, if you don't get into a conservatory or, or something like that, or, you know, you don't make whatever chair you want in, in like the orchestra, I'm like my experience in the music industry, there are many other ways as a, as a player that you can make some money. And in this particular way, you know, to make a nice lucrative job, especially if you're good, is a session musician. Mm. Because session musicians not only do live sessions, but also get hired to go on tour and to like fill in on tour. And tour, depending on the band you're with, 
if you get hired as a fill-in, it is a lucrative tour because people, these people obviously are paying you off the rip. You know, you're not going with a band to just go hop in and play or something. It's mm -hmm. a job. And same thing with the session. And then, so I teach them about how to work in a session, how, 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 how to work with the audio engineer, how to work with a producer, how to work with, you know, other people where they're coming in and they essentially have to be this very transparent muse on their own kind of like discipline. So uh, this year, the Intermediate Audio Science and the uh, Session Musician Group, they're doing a collaborative album. And that's their project this year. Nice. And, and I have extended the time for the ECA to double the amount of time now. And um, by the end of it, hopefully they have like in at least an eight-track album that has been played out by all of our session musicians recorded by our audio engineers. Nice. Yeah. And they have a really nice facility. Yeah. They have a really nice... Brand new, right? Yeah. Oh, everything is brand new, treated wall patched you name it and they have a s that allen and heath sq6 board with adam what are they the monitors the giant adam yeah. monitors like the brand new ones the mt8s or whatever the hell they're called Crisp uh, yeah sounding, yeah they're yeah. on a badass <laughs> imac like ripping you know they have a really nice midi con controller mm. or something key 61 i forget what's the um it's not m audio is it m audio key could, be, could be m audio yeah it's really could nice be, it's got pads and knobs and everything yeah, and it's yeah. almost a full-size keyboard you know they got everything they got guitars and basses nice. and fucking everything you can imagine mm. is there microphones nice mic we have a tube microphone we have a nice. tube large diaphragm that's warm sound yeah yeah, yeah. and it's <laughs> like whoa you know so whenever the vocals come in i'm like let's do it yeah. you know like oh yeah. man it's so yeah so they have fun yeah they have a lot of fun sweet it's do you find fun. it quite rewarding yeah i do uh, yeah. you know i mean to be honest like it's not it's it's not kids, hmm. you know what I mean that that irk me about the job. Um, it's just more along with, like the the inner workings of the bureaucratic stuff, you know what I mean, and um, the 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 tiers of like admin that you yeah. have to deal with. And in my job, because I'm not a marketing director but a marketing designer, so essentially everything I do has to be passed. And there's like literally seven tiers above me that yeah. it has to go of extremely subjective opinions. Mm. And some people have experience and most people don't. Mm. And so it just, everybody's pretty chill, but the communication bit of waiting for, you know, like confirmation from every, oh my gosh, especially with deadlines, it's like, come on guys, you're <laughs> killing me. Like, yeah. yeah. So stuff like that is, is challenge. Yeah. Not like make or break, but I wish was a little bit smoother. Yeah. You know, I just really wish. I guess that's, it's good that you've got everything else going on where you're kind of like head honcho. Yeah. No. I'm also a family man, dude. Like mm. I have I have my girlfriend out here with me. Mm. We've we've been together for almost three years now and we came out here together and we're two peas in a pod. She's in America right now. This is the longest I've been without her, mm. period. I mean, like with the exception of one tour and going to Thailand one weekend, we've spent every single day together since I met her. And like so that plus I have two dogs, you know, yeah. and like, so it's just like trying to trying, I'm gonna say trying <laughs> to balance everything. Jesus, man, it's so yeah. difficult. Like when I was, when I, um, like when I had Brett on the other week and we were taught, we, we touched briefly on like burnout, you know, and how you mm -hmm. just kind of got to, mm -hmm. you definitely got to be aware of it mm -hmm. and, and manage, manage that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Man, yeah. I'll bite you in the ass so fast. Yeah. And also the other thing too is like, you know, when you get older and you start doing things like this, values and priorities definitely just, they just become their own and they change. And, yeah. 
and the the things I value and the way I spend my time and the things I spend my time doing, you know what I mean? Like that's that has totally changed. Yeah. That has totally changed. You know, I'm not wet behind the ears, early twenties, running around partying, mm. touring with bands, getting shit faced in a venue every night, you know, and being a rock star. Like uh I have a nine to fiver, also with a really hard driving passion outside of that, as yeah. well as family. And it's like you know, I have to be far more selective. I yeah. can't just go hang out and bullshit somewhere till wee hours in the night. I can't just... Kind of not pick. that I can't, but I just don't choose to. Yeah. You know what I mean? I won't. Um, because it's like, I know the consequences yeah. for, you know, either not having sleep or or not getting this done or doing anything like that. You know, we've all been there, I'm sure. Mm. And uh, just, I have to be far more selective. Things, the way that I view it now... Um, the passion stuff I do, one, I want to do it because I really like it, or two, you're paying me money. Outside yep. of that, I don't take jobs or do things that I just don't care for, or it's yeah. not paying. It's not worth it to me. Can't because, pay rent with exposure. Yeah, as no, the, uh, yeah as the and meme exposure goes. is bullshit. Yeah. I'll tell you about that. Yeah, like, I think that's something I've kind of realized as well, like, more so, like, in the last few years, is, like, time is, it's like, what well, I mean, every, it's it's not me saying it you know it's it's been the same for years like time is like the most valuable commodity yeah, yeah, for sure and you gotta yeah. spend it wisely you know not that i don't watch netflix and stuff but mm -hmm. you know you still gotta you still gotta spend it wisely yeah but uh, speaking of time and and it being valuable thanks for coming on man i appreciate yeah, fuck, it dude, thanks for having me this is yeah. so much fun yeah it's been good and i'm definitely gonna hit you up for some you know some pals that can come on and, and have a chat with me at some point as well, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I think you know a shitload of people. So okay, yeah. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. Um you do you have a uh a page where like people can check you out with like your photography? Yeah, or yeah, can, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um I have many outlets and I kinda do this just to kind of throw people through the ringer. Some people might be like, This is not efficient, but to me it's fun. I guess. <laughs> uh my Instagram is all of my uh portrait work. Or at least the more up to date. It's kind of bare bones right now, but it's the the stuff that I'm willing to put out there and say that this is my work right yeah. now. Um, and that's the handle is A L X N D R R A Y. My artist name is Alexander Ray. I went with this like abbreviated version. Um, Facebook, you can see most of my live events. Anything that's more lifestyle based, like the people I hang out with or my daily life, um, on on like my artist page. Um, there's also portrait work on there. There's some landscape stuff, you know, very minimal landscape stuff on there. But it's like daily life stuff. It's just kind of like taking pictures, having fun with friends and stuff. Yeah. And then <clears throat> I have a website. My old one right now is purely travel. It's all all the cities I've been to and all the things which I constantly upload. And in fact, I have a lot from Europe. I still have to upload right now. Um, but so I have a website. How the fuck do I say that? It's like through Adobe, so it's a dot, dot, whatever. Um, but you can find that link on my Instagram and on my Facebook page. But my brand new website that's coming up, it's more like a professional portfolio. Yeah. You know, of all of my recent, you know, video work, demo reels, um, my commercial photography to my portrait photography to everything. I shoot many. I'm just a photographer. I mean, like, if you need something, I shoot it, yeah. period. Uh, I prefer portrait. That's my passion, but I get it. Like portrait's not really commercial unless you're shooting fashion mm. or lifestyle product stuff where it can be implemented with someone. So being a photographer, guys, um, I definitely say specialize. Yeah. 
specialize. So something is yours, something you're passionate about, something you love, specialize and do that. And maybe one day that'll totally be it. And you'll be known for that and you'll be sought for that. Um, but as a photographer, if you want to be a working photographer, you want to be a freelance photographer, especially in the beginning, um, open your eyes and do everything. Yeah. Do everything. Try everything. See what you like, what you don't like, what you're good at, what you're weak at. You know, you utilize your strengths, try and keep them. But like in the background, work on everything because the way that, that I do my business, you know, personally, everything is like meet and greet networking. I really don't push social media outlets very much um, just because to me it's like it's just too much time necessary mm -hmm. for my life. I meet a lot of people in person and a lot of jobs and lots of opportunities that I've had have come from a discussion and they were like next day or two days or next week or something quick. So I, I say that like just be ready, you know, like be open, be, um, be well, really well-rounded. Mm. at least well-rounded enough to look at someone and say, yeah, I can do that, you know, and uh, just go for it yeah. that way. But I think sp specialization as any kind of artist, you should specialize. You should have something you focus on where you get to become a bit more you, but get a little deeper with things and really start to push your own limits as well as start to understand and to grow more in whatever concept it is that you're growing in, you know. I think it's extremely important. Mm. So I would suggest for a new young Working photographers, guys and girls, just do fucking everything. Mm -hmm. And then through that, find out what you love and then go after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you've taken a, you know, a load of opportunities here. Um, I'm really like, yeah, taking the ball by the horns and taking on a lot of jobs. And mm -hmm. yeah, keep on doing it, man. It's Thanks, man. inspiring. Yeah, yeah I got a busy fucking year so far. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again, man, for coming on yeah, and uh, hopefully get you back on again at some point in the future and for sure we'll hang out. We're yeah. going to check in in one more year. Yeah. Be two ginger ales. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully a lot more to talk about. <laughs> cool. Thanks, thanks man. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Falling Jackfruit. I've dropped links in the description to Alex's pages as well as to several of the band's pages mentioned in today's episode. If you've enjoyed listening to today's episode, please give us a like, subscribe, or leave a five-star review wherever you're listening, because it really does help. You can give us a like on Facebook at Fallen Jackfruit and on Instagram at Fallen Jackfruit Podcast. And if you'd like to get in touch about coming on as a guest, or if you'd like to recommend someone as a guest, or if you just want to leave some feedback in general, please send an email to fallinjackfruit at gmail.com. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks again for listening.